in beautiful North Florida celebrating two years of color commentary, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. And believe me, folks, this, we've got so much to do today. I, I can't even normally go into my regular open uh, because we've got a lot of stuff to do, but it is still, without a doubt, WTF Friday. Absolutely it is. So since we've got a full plate, and it's going to be a lot of fun today, at least I think it's going to be a lot of fun today, because we've got all kinds of stuff going on from this week. I mean, my goodness, we've had the cell phone disruption throughout many parts of the country. Uh, apparently, that was a quote-unquote solar flare. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, Bob's your uncle. Uh, you have many pharmacies that were hit with a cyber attack, and that doesn't exactly help uh, either. So, you know... I always tell people it's most of the time look at the timing of things because right now it's pretty messed up and right and I'm thinking even of the whole Ukraine mess with Alexei Navalny and his mysterious death in prison and it being used as an excuse for uh, passing the 60 billion extra dollars to give to the Ukraine, which is a full-blown, full-grown, uh, white-hot mess. There are all kinds of problems. You can't, Ukraine is not going to win the war. Even NBC News admitted that uh, within the last couple of days. So, I don't know. But that's kind of... Mm, I mean, that's, yeah, that's pretty much typical politics, and, you know, and yes, even though I did see a picture of the White House flying a Ukrainian flag instead of an American one, I don't know if that was a Photoshop thing, but if it wasn't, we now have an idea about what the mindset is of Joe Biden and his messed up regime. But before getting into the real fun today, which is the ongoing saga, soap opera, of Fannie Willis and her special prosecutor boyfriend, Nathan Wade, down uh, in, or should I say up, in Fulton County, uh, the Atlanta area. And that was just, that's just going to be fun. But... As always, hey, I encourage you to subscribe to our podcast. We're available uh, wherever you get your podcasts. We're on all the platforms, big, small, and in between. You can also send us email at inblackandright at gmail.com or check out our website inblackandright.net. All right. Hang on, folks. This 
is so stinking good, I don't even know where to start. Now, today, uh, <laughs> oh, my, 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 I don't, I am so just blown away. Where can I start? Well, all right, we're, let's start with Fanny Willis, okay? Let, let's go there. Because I'll tell you, today, if you're Fanny Willis or Nathan Wayne, you're having a really, really, really bad day. Because President Trump's attorneys have received Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade's cell phone data and it was introduced into evidence. Oh, and there were, according to the records, at least 35 visits to Fannie Willis's condo before the quote-unquote relationship started. Uh, so basically, yeah, the adultery had pretty much started before then, but there were some 2,000 phone calls and 12,000 texts between Wade and Willis in 2021 and <laughs> and some serious booty calls and late night hookups after Wade received phone calls from Fannie Willis. <laughs> Woo, baby, baby, that, this is a mess. Now, of course, as we're in the last days of Black History Month, uh, I'd like to make a slight change to that. Because in a situation like this, and then of course, you, I'll, I'll get to Letitia James. Oh, don't worry about that. This is called Black Our History Month. And that's what I want to call it. Because depending upon where you are on the political spectrum, blacks are going to, American blacks are being made history. Why do I say that? Very simple, and it's quite obvious. You have what the situation with all of these migrants who are going into cities like Chicago and New York and Los Angeles all have black mayors. All of them. Very blue and very black, at least as far as their leadership goes. And yeah, and of course, here's people like Fannie Willis who apparently a few days ago received some kind of an award, an achievement award because of Black History Month. And I'm going, what, what did she achieve? I mean, seriously, what, what, what did she achieve? Yeah, she acted like a total horse's butt in court when she was confronted with some serious truth about what's going on with her and Wade and the money they spent. And, but there's a twist to this that even I didn't expect, but it makes perfect sense in light of, <laughs> in light of the, in light of the hearing and, and the whole Trump case. And frankly, this is nuclear. This is a nuclear bombshell. 
because it's not just about Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade. Oh, no, no, no. This is, oh, my, my, my. This, my friends, is why when you hear this, you're going to make, it's going to make a whole lot more sense. Because the one person that doesn't and really hasn't been talked about in this whole mess is the judge. That's right, the judge. Scott McAfee, the judge presiding over the case. Well, apparently, the judge is up to his ever-loving neck in this whole thing as well. Why? Because, well, shoot, I'll just let you listen to a guy named Doug in Exile. He's got a YouTube channel, and apparently he has received very, very damning documents involving the judge, but I'll, I'll, I'll play a little bit of this uh, just to let you know what's going on. thing is corrupt. Bolton County is a complete embarrassment, and that includes Brian Kemp, that includes this McAfee judge. Okay, here we go. Fulton County Superior Court Judge Scott McAfee, who is overseeing the case against former President Donald Trump, made a small donation, tiny, I'll be the judge of that, of $150 to Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis campaign prior to his appointment. Why would anyone give Democrat anti-Trumper $150? Judge McAfee should recuse himself already. He's already shown he's corrupt. Who would give Bonnie Willis even $150? I wouldn't give her one penny. What is a judge doing giving her $150? It is like giving $150 to David Duke. You can say, look, it was only $150. And people would say, no, excuse me, this is to David Duke. Well, folks, yeah, that is just one teeny little bit of why this is a full-on mess, okay? Now, what's even worse than this, the, it's not the fact that the judge gave $150. I mean, there are going to be people who say, well, that's just only $150. Uh-uh. Oh, it gets worse. It gets worse than that because the it's not the fact that he gave the $150 to Fannie Willis before he was appointed to the bench by, wait for it, yeah, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp, a supposed Republican. This is why the establishment GOP is having the trouble it's having. When you have people like uh, Brian Kemp, governor of Georgia, throw in, you can also throw in his attorney general, Chris Carr, and Brad Raffensperger, the secretary of state. What is it about these moronic boobs that just can't seem to get things right? This is ridiculous. And the, I mean, that's bad enough, but there is the cherry on top of this sick, twisted, corrupt Sunday. 
it's not just the fact that Scott Mc, Judge McCarthy got a uh, gave that money before he got his appointment. It's the fact that he didn't disclose it as per the requirements. Oops. Uh, yeah. Hello. You're supposed to. Ex you're, I mean, my goodness. And this Doug in exile, God bless him. He found the actual documents. He found the actual documents. There's a paper trail. But the fact that the judge didn't disclose his donation to Fannie Willis, which is his requirement, plus it's also required that Willis has to uh, pretty much say, hey, I'm going out and I've got an adulterous relationship with my special prosecutor. Didn't ex and she and of course the defense is, oh well, I wasn't aware of that. Bull, pure unadulterated bull. If you're going to be a public official, a public figure, and you're using taxpayer money, you dang well better believe, whatever your position is, you have to disclose things. You are required to disclose things. Heck, I've worked for government agencies and I was always told that I had to keep all sorts of documents, emails, memos, whatever it is, because at any time, those public records can be asked for. And Fulton County, Georgia is no different. And Fannie Willis is no different either. She ain't that special. I don't care if she's a black woman and she's screaming racism and all that. And then she's going to churches saying, hey, you know, I, you know, I'm being victimized. Honey, you're not getting any sympathy because the fact that you go to a church, I don't blame Fannie Willis for that. I blame the pastor to let this woman who has committed adultery with no repentance and now I think of the old classic Shakespearean quote, oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. And in her case, she was getting, uh, Nathan Wade was getting some on the side too. This is exactly why I think it's Blacks Are History Month, because it's bad enough three years of Joe Biden and what he's doing to black communities, uh, Hispanic communities in inner cities with all of these illegal immigrants who are cutting in front of the line and getting services, you know, they're getting everything free. Cell phones, free flights to wherever they want to go in the U.S., hotel rooms, food, shelter, uh, prepaid debit cards and credit cards oh. and yet these minorities in these inner cities New York Chicago LA and a whole bunch of others it's like whoa and they're finally PO'd 
they are absolutely ticked off to the point where it's all bets are off nobody's being nice and as soon as I can find this particular uh, piece of video from a Chicago City Councilman meeting of, of the City Council there were some black folks who I mean they went off on Brandon Johnson they totally went off they were hacked off in the south side of Chicago the west side of Chicago they're tired of it and yet here come the Democrats with their nominating convention in Chicago this summer it is not going to be pretty I mean it's already not pretty but yeah so you've got Chicago all these black folks from the south side and the west side they're saying enough is enough we're sick of you we're sick of you giving preferential treatment to people who aren't even from this country and yet cities like Chicago and New York are financial dumpster fires big-time dumpster fires it's ridiculous but if you really th and that's bad that is really bad but in the case of Fannie Willis oh she's just like no girlfriend is in heap big trouble and the fact that you're a black woman is not going to protect you because frankly Brian Kemp the governor he's a wuss uh, and he hasn't done anything Chris Card the Attorney General uh, he could easily remove the judge from the case but he's a wuss there's been nothing nothing done and the fact that with these cell phone records uh, actually let me find this because <laughs> you'll love it folks you will love this because Nathan Wade uh, fell into an interesting trap that was set by Trump's attorneys so let me play a little bit of his testimony attorneys are good they are good they had that ace in the hole ready to play so if you might the sound wasn't exactly the greatest but I will I'll go through this now Trump's attorney uh, Stephen Sedow uh, specifically asked Nathan Wade under oath how many times he visited Fannie Willis's residence in 2021. This was the question uh, that Mr. S uh, Trump's attorneys asked. So if the phone records were to reflect that you were making phone calls from
from the same location as Willis's condo before November 1st, 2021, and it was on multiple occasions, the phone records would be wrong. If the phone records reflect, and Wade's answer was, if the phone records reflected that, yes, sir. Oh, oh it was beautiful. It was absolutely freaking beautiful. Now, the fact that Trump's attorneys had the phone records, woohoo! Fannie Willis is, and Nathan Wade, and now throw in the judge in the case, Scott McAfee. Oh, you've got a dumpster fire. I mean, it's a bonfire, folks. A bonfire of lies, corruption, lawlessness, and a whole bunch of other stuff. And lying under oath, Mr. Wade, uh, as an attorney, you should know that if you lie under oath, that's a little something called perjury, which is a felony. Now, with this new information about the phone records and Nathan Wade's uh, perjurous testimony, plus finding out about the judge and some of his shenanigans, this case absolutely, it's not just the judge recusing himself. Oh no, I mean, that's bad enough. But holy cow, folks, this not, the case needs, the case just went kaboom. It got nuked. And it's not just about disqualifying Nathan Wade or Fannie Willis or the judge. I mean, the whole case needs to be dropped. There needs to be all kinds of, uh, I mean, disbarments. Fannie Willis, Nathan Wade need to be disbarred. And the judge needs to be taken off the bench. And on top of that, just one more little, you know, turn of the screw. Scott McAfee, the judge, actually at one time had Fannie Willis as a boss because he came from the Justice Department over to the Fulton County DA's office. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is one of those you just got to absolutely roar roar with laughter because this thing is so messed up. I mean, it's just totally messed up. And now I mean, this is this is nothing but helpful to Trump. It's very helpful to Trump. So yay, happy because this is going to really expose a lot of crud. Uh, who's corrupt, who are cowards, and various and sundry other things. But I definitely have got to get to Peekaboo Letitia, Letitia James, another highly messed up black woman. I mean, yes. Now that her wackadoodle judge and all the strings she pulled to get this in civil court and having no jury, no victim, 
and the old white wackadoodle pervert judge Engeron and the $350 million fine. Oh no. This has already started to backfire big time. Because if you haven't heard, you've got a groundswell, a grassroots groundswell of people who are so ticked off. I mean, it really doesn't even have to do so much with Trump. I mean, yes, you have the truckers for Trump who are doing a grassroots effort to boycott any loads of any goods to New York City. I don't know how big it is, but apparently uh, it's starting to pick up some momentum. I, I really don't know how extensive it is at this point, but it's out there. It's out there on social media, and it's out there on the news. And I don't know how many, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And now, as if that's not bad enough, here comes investors, big-time investors and real estate developers, people like Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful from Shark Tank. Now, he's not even American. Kevin O'Leary is from Canada, and he has made it quite clear on Fox, on CNN, on CNBC, wherever he's been in doing interviews, he has absolutely refused to do any business or any investing in New York City, or maybe even New York State. And he's not the only one. There are real estate developers who, and other investors, uh, small business owners and entrepreneurs who are there already, and they're sick of it, and they're like, we're out of here. We're going someplace a whole lot friendlier. And a lot of these folks are coming here to Florida. They're going to Texas, Tennessee, anywhere where, I mean, the Dakotas, anywhere where they can find business-friendly uh, governments. And those are the red states. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, cities like Nashville. I've never been to Nashville, and I hope to go. But that's one of the fastest-growing cities in the country. It's very business-friendly. And even though, yes, it is the home of the country music capital of the world, but still, people are coming there because they can do business. Because every single business owner, small business owner, entrepreneur, to big-time developers like Kevin O'Leary, they're asking themselves, if they can do this to Trump, what's going to happen to them? And their point is very, very valid. It's very valid. And I'm just going, you know, hey, Letitia, baby. Yo, peekaboo. Girlfriend, you might be the attorney general, but boy, you sure don't understand the law of, of unintended consequences. That is for certain. With all of these boycotts, uh, 
with investors and with truck drivers to get goods into New York City, which is really tough to do. Uh, and I know a whole bunch of truck drivers. I do. It's hideous to try to get there because the traffic, you know, the Jersey Turnpike, all, everything. But still, if you have this, this, if this movement gains speed and kind of snowballs, New York City is going to be in for some serious, serious problems. Heck, there are even some people, uh, even truck drivers themselves, they're telling New Yorkers, hey, you better stock up. Because if you get enough drivers who won't bring goods into New York uh, for whatever reason, you're going to have, it's going to have a huge impact and not a very good one. Shortages, empty shelves, increased prices, and given the fact that even O'Leary talking about the tax structure, which is very unfriendly, the regulatory environment, very business unfriendly. He's like, uh-uh, I'm not, I mean, he called New York a loser state. Those are O'Leary's words, not mine. And I'll tell you, that man, with the success of his show, uh, Shark Tank, this is going to have huge repercussions, not just for businesses, it it's 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 going to have a, it's going to have potentially a uh, an an adverse effect on business because but especially in commercial real estate fifty two percent occupancy in office buildings around New York City I mean crazy barely half and yet. Huh, if you can't get businesses to come in, I mean, what are you going to do with all that office space? Turn it into apartments for illegal immigrants? Oh yeah, that's really going to help. And Frank, and also Governor Kathy Hochul. Now what a ditz! She's trying to say, oh, oh, we were targeting Trump, and I mean, she didn't use the word targeting, but. Business people know. Business people understand. And O'Leary was brilliant in his analysis because he does the same type of thing that Trump does. And so do other developers. Going to banks and saying, hey, I have this. I need to borrow X amount of money. I have a building. I need to borrow X amount of money and this and my building is valued at x and the gov and these banks these aren't like mom and pop banks these are highly sophisticated banks worldwide banks they wanted trump's business they wanted it that trump didn't go begging hat in hand these banks went to him. Now you know you got to be pretty solid and pretty good uh, as a customer if you go to a guy like Donald Trump and you want his business. And so every time he did business 
with these various banks and even people from the banks, executives, testified at trial, but uh, Ergeron was a doofus, made up his mind already, so he was totally biased, totally corrupt, and these banks wanted it. And even Kevin O'Leary said, who got defrauded? And that's a question I've been putting out there, and I'm not a lawyer, and I'm not a real estate developer, but if you're talking about fraud, you have to have a victim. And frankly, there were none. Absolutely nobody was defrauded. The banks that, were, that Trump borrowed from got paid back, got paid back with interest. And, as far, and on top of that, the taxes he paid in New York City, which are obscene, on top of that. So I don't know. Some people are just not fi figuring it out. And now, on top of that, just to make sure that Letitia James stuck her big old, big old foot in her mouth, she's now threatening to seize Trump's properties in New York City up to and including Trump Tower. Ooh. Okay, Letitia. Guess what, girl? You, you dits. You're about to start something that you don't have the ability to finish. You don't. This is the law of unintended consequences. Truck drivers don't want to bring goods to New York. Investors don't want to come to do business with you and New York. And now you're making an open threat during an interview with ABC News that if Trump doesn't pay up, she's going to seize his properties. Now, I'll tell you, if Letitia, you, you dumb, you dingbat, if you go that far, I can almost, and I'm almost willing to say guarantee but you're going to make it a whole lot more likely that New York turns red in spite of all of your friends and whatever. No, you could very easily turn New York red. And that, my friend, has not been seen since Ronald Reagan back in 84. That would be absolutely the sweetest revenge for New York, for Hochul, and Letitia James, and for the bald black buffoon of a mayor, Eric Adams. You've already got people who are ticked off because of the migrant situation. Totally ticked off. Now you throw this on top of it? <laughs> My lord. I mean, how stupid are lefties? I mean, you're, the lawfare is bad enough. The lawfare is totally bad enough. And now, uh, <laughs> now you want to add a threat of taking Trump's properties? Yeah, go ahead and pour some more gasoline on this fire. Because if you think that you can just do whatever, uh-uh, no. No, 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 no. 
This has to play out. If you do anything before Trump has a chance to appeal this case, you are asking for trouble that I cannot even begin to imagine. I really can't. So I don't know what the deal is. But you just go right on ahead there, uh, uh, Miss Letitia, Miss Peekaboo. Oh, my Lord. It's absolutely the nuttiest thing I've ever seen. Ah, but, well, my friends, I'm just going to call it a day today because tomorrow is going to be a very, very busy day. President Trump, uh, last night in Nashville, spoke to the National Religious Broadcasters uh, Convention. Plus, tomorrow, he will not only be do giving the keynote speech at CPAC, uh, which I've seen two of them, and they've been just, it's gonna, the energy is going to be off the chain. And if they have chandeliers in that ballroom, there are going to be people who could very easily swing off them because it's that intense. Uh, but also, in the that will be tomorrow morning, and and tomorrow night will be the victory party for the South Carolina Republican primary, which is being held at the state fairgrounds of the South Carolina State Fairgrounds. A whole lot more space, and it's going to be a party. It's just the question is, how much does Trump? beat Nikki Haley by? That's really the only question. And all those all those people that Nikki Haley is just whining and trying to cry, though the the crocodile tears, you know, and getting and her only hope to keep going is to get Democrats to cross over and vote in the Republican primary. That's not exactly cool. And frankly, uh I, 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 and I'm not 100% certain of this, but I believe South Carolina is a closed primary. The Democrat primary has already happened. So if you're not Republican, uh, you can't vote. And independents can't vote. So I don't know. This is going to be interesting to see. But, like I said, tomorrow is going to be a very busy day. We're going to be back with a, another Saturday special. Uh, of in black and white for the South Carolina primary and Trump's keynote speech at CPAC. And plus, we'll be doing uh, next week. I just got to get some things going here. But some of the speeches that I'll be featuring as sort of a highlight reel, uh, since this year we weren't able, the show wasn't able to get to CPAC. But hey, we're going to find some of the better speeches and make this a, 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 an in black and white special. So for now, my friends, have yourself a great weekend. Take care of yourself. Uh, I will be back tomorrow uh, for a great weekend special. So take care, everybody. Have a great time. And as, as always, just remember, patriots come in all colors.